Coming up next is Us As We Are. On Us As We Are, host Keegan Van Hook from Southern Oregon PBS explores people and places of Southern Oregon. In this audio version of the SOPBS TV program, which airs tomorrow, we'll hear about the oldest bar in Oregon and an Eagle Point air show featuring remote control aircraft. Howdy there, folks. I'm Keegan Van Hook, and this is Us As We Are. Today, I'll be sharing two stories from my recent travels around Southern Oregon. We'll go to the Rogue Eagles RC Air Show in Eagle Point and learn about the hobby of building and flying remote control aircraft. But first, we're 44 miles north of Lakeview in Paisley, Oregon at the Pioneer Saloon and Restaurant celebrating its 140th anniversary. The Pioneer Saloon is the oldest bar in the state and looks the part of an old school cowboy saloon. It still plays this role unabashedly. We went to Paisley thinking we were just going to hear about the history of the bar itself, but found out the place was a hub for the small but vibrant ranching community of Paisley, Oregon. My name is John Steffes. I'm the owner-operator of Pioneer Saloon and Restaurant in Paisley, Oregon, and we are at the 140-year anniversary of, of the bar, the saloon here. I'm Emmett Williams. I'm a bartender here. What's it like working here at the oldest bar in the state of Oregon? It's a lot of fun. There's a, you learn a lot of history about the area. My name is Zachary Funk. We're in Paisley, Oregon. The history behind this, it's been bought, it's been sold. It's a piece of the town, it's a piece of the county. I'm Brandon. I live in Paisley. I work, I ride horses every day. Now, what do you think about the Pioneer Saloon here and, and it turning 140 years old? I think it's an achievement and I think it's a very big tourist attraction. I'm Pablo Alvarado. I'm from San Diego, California. I've been out here for two years and a half now. Love this country, wouldn't change it, you know? Atmosphere, people are so friendly and nice to you, you know, it's, can't, can't beat the ranching communities. Yeah, what do you think about this place, uh, this bar, and the fact that it's turning 140 years old? Shoot, that's three times my age. <laughs> uh, tonight we're having uh, an old costume contest for kids, and we have uh, Summer Tusk, which is a band out of Lakeview that's played, played here a bunch of times. I'm Brenda Morgan. I'm writing a book about this area from 1870 to 1940. So what can you tell me about the history of this place? 140 years of the Pioneer Saloon. Oh, isn't that neat? That long? And it's always been in operation. William Henry Miller is the one that started this. He came here like in about 1871. And he homesteaded out north of town. He died right after he started this. He was killed in a horse wreck in Humboldt, California. I'm Marie Lee, and I'm curator of Lake County Museum and Schmidt Memorial Museum in Lakeview, which also belongs to Lake County. The bar was brought around by ship from somewhere on the East Coast uh, around the Horn in South America and up into Portland, probably, into the harbor at Portland very possibly came down the Columbia River to about the Dalles and then was freighted onto uh, Paisley. So all this, this wood and, and sort of ornate furniture, that was all shipped here from the east? I think that the story is quite probable. Here's saloon owner John Steffes again. My wife and I have owned it for almost eight years now, and I actually met her after I put the offer in on the bar, but I was on a motorcycle trip, and I came through the area and, and just fell in love with the, the area, and then I spent uh, a few days here in town and played some poker with with some of the locals. They mentioned that it was for sale, and I came back about a week later and put an offer in on the bar, and 
I didn't have any uh, experience managing uh, or owning a restaurant. I'd worked in restaurants for many, many years, so that was a big learning curve at the beginning to, to learn how to run a restaurant um, and get it running smoothly. We just kind of put our heads down and worked hard and tried to be good to the people around us, and it's been an interesting experience, and a good experience. So my name is Tylen Babb. Um, I was born and raised here in this town. Um, graduated all 12 years of school here. My dad is a of a family line saddle making company here. My family's been here for roughly about 100 years. They originated in Wyoming and then moved, migrated over here. So then here, you're the cook here at, uh, at the saloon? Yes, yes I am a cook here. What's it like working <laughs> at a place that's so like deeply historical like this? I have one other cook, you know, she's the head cook and I'm the second head cook because there's no sous chefs here, so. <laughs> On an event like this tonight, we come together, we do what we can, and I mean, like, your ticket rail is full, and you're just busting it out as quick as you can, trying to get it out, you know? And I mean, it's hectic, but it's fun. Unfortunately, we do live out in rural America, so prices are high and everything, but still, this place brings people together. This is Paisley resident Zachary Funk. The history in the town, my family history here, brought me here, the school, everything, and I was gonna go somewhere else, but I can't beat the community. The fact that my kids get one-on-one -on -one time in the school is the best part. And it's what really drives to keep me here is the school and the community and the people. Well, I think the people of Paisley are just special. I mean, they're really caring people. This is local history expert Brenda Morgan. And they might not, they might be disagreeing with their neighbors at one time, but if somebody's in need, they usually step in to help. Here's the bartender Emmett and local cowboy Brandon. It's people from all walks of life most of the time. I mean, there's a lot of local cowboys from the ranches around here. I came from California originally, so it's a big difference. I have to get used to it. It's not a not something you see every day out here. Here's Lake County Museum curator Marie Lee. Paisley, as you can see, is still very much like it was many years ago. It's a typical Eastern Oregon cow town. This is a town of cowboys and ranches. It's still a ranching community. There's a big handful of small family ranches that are still running, uh, some of them over 100 years old. And then we have the ZX Ranch, which is a very large ranch. It's owned by uh, Simplot. I cowboy. This is Pablo Alvarado. I take care of cows, I fence, I irrigate, I do, I do everything, you know, and you find cowboys here for sure. We have a Forest Service headquarters here as well as a hot springs, but uh, mainly just town of 250 people with just small town life. I know everybody here right now. I can see a face and I know them. Something goes down, the community comes together. We have a, a member here tonight that recently was diagnosed with breast cancer and the community came together. We had a, a dinner for her, a lunch, the bar put up something for her. We raised enough money for her to get her chemo. How does it feel to be here today on, on the 140th anniversary of this place? Oh, I wouldn't have missed it. And I, lo I love the Pioneer Saloon anyway because I'm an old cowgirl in my heart. I was born and raised on a ranch just slightly south of here. My family still has that. Uh, it's pretty amazing that a place like this could stand for that long and you know stay in business just through locals and now a lot of tourism comes through so it's it's really cool and interesting. Here's Tylen Babb again. What I love about this is we can put something on like this that is historic and has that value to it and people from all over not just the townspeople from people all over the state and then some come here to celebrate this moment with us so it's spectacular I love it. Oh I feel good I've just been a, a lot of preparation it's it's great it's, we have a good turnout and, and uh, you know happy to celebrate the long history of this building and the, and the bar here in this town. So.
Our next story brings us back to the Rogue Valley, to the outskirts of Eagle Point, where a very active model airplane club called the Rogue Eagles were hosting their annual air show, featuring a broad display of the different types of RC aircraft these hobbyists build and fly. My name is Rob Merriman, and I'm the public relations officer for the Rogue Eagles. We're out at our field, Agate Skyways, out in Eagle Point. Well, we've been doing this air show for decades now. It's always been kind of a family tradition. Our club has about 130 members, and so we have a wide swath of uh, contributing folks that bring a variety of aircraft. Hi, I'm uh, Rich Josephson. I'm the uh, air show director this year. We're really excited to be here. Um, I'm actually one of the last charter members of the club. When I was going to college, we founded this club in 1971. So we will be shooting some rockets. We're going to have racing. So we have electric racing and we have gas racing. Scale aircraft that are meant to look like real things that go from World War I, World War II. Uh, we have turbine jets that fly on Jet A fuel and have actual functioning turbine engines just like a commercial jet. We have helicopters, we have gliders, we have control line, which is the old uh, style back when some of us were kids. That was before radio control when you fly by wire. It's a real pleasure for us to, especially for the kids, to be able to give them something to get excited about. And we know the adults get a lot to see too. Well, do you have uh, your own airplanes here today? I do. They're over there. Yeah, we could go and take a look at them if you'd, if you'd like to show us. I'd love to see. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. This is a really cool model. Yeah, I'm into I'm into scale, so I'm very much into authentic World War II stuff. So this is a, a replica of the F4U Corsair in World War II. That was the first Allied fighter that exceeded 400 miles an hour. I'm not kidding. The Allied strategy was always put the biggest possible engine you could put on the front end. Uh -huh. That was our just kind of like our our attitude about muscle cars and stuff. The majority of our club does still build the old-fashioned way and many of them build from scratch which is even more impressive we could walk around there's all kinds of stuff to see I mean mm -hmm. you can see there's a World War one DR1 uh, tri-wing Fokker uh, that was the famous uh, plane that the Red Baron flew my name is Rick Lindsay Rick is the owner of the tri-wing Fokker this airplane was put together by probably the master builder in this club, which is him. And what's your name, sir? Martin Sherman. Building it was an amazing feat of engineering. It's got a twin cylinder engine from England. The landings are a little bit iffy, and the thing is you always have to land. To really get it accurate takes a little bit of research, and it's really fun to kind of learn about those historical things. Uh -huh. And then there's the, the engineering aspect of, you know, bringing everything together and following directions and dry fitting things and making sure it all fits right before you glue it. There's that part. And then in the case of the stuff that flies, then you've got the added satisfaction of actually seeing it go to the air and, mm -hmm. you know, experiencing it the way, again, many times with the actual characteristics that the real plane had, both good and bad. The larger planes do fly off of gas. So we have four stroke engines there. Um, this is uh, with a large electric motor, as Joe was saying. So now electric is becoming more and more popular. Electric is uh, shorter flying time, but much easier in terms of getting in the air. You don't have any issues of the mess afterward. You just plug it in and go. And mm -hmm. so it's a case of convenience in that regard versus the, the benefit of more flying time. And for, for a lot of the old school guys, they enjoy the whole engine thing. They tear them down, rebuild them. It's, it's just like with cars, you know, mm -hmm. fine tuning them, getting them to work. 
that over there is a turbine jet. So the Navy plane that you see across there, that's a real turbine. And you'll see when he goes to the flight line, it has a very similar startup process to the commercial airliners where you have to, there's an initiation of the turbine engine that just gets it started. Then the fuel kicks in and then they have to test it, you know, full throttle where it'll blow away the, the field. Um, they have to have fire extinguishers on hand. There's all kinds of special safety requirements for that because it's a whole different, whole different ball game. When a turbine jet is landing, he has to anticipate his airspeed ahead by three to four seconds because if he needs a sudden burst of airspeed to make the runway, it isn't going to happen right away. So it's much, much trickier to fly and, and to respond to. But you'll see it has virtually unlimited vertical. They could go as high as you want and they fly at a top speed of probably over 200 miles an hour. Hour. We're not, we only, we have to cap out at 200. But yeah. they could go faster, yeah. technically speaking? Technically, yes. Yeah. How did you get into this hobby, if I can ask? Well, so for me, and I think it's true of a lot of guys, I just knew early on that I would never be able to afford being a scale pilot. Uh, it just is a very expensive proposition. And so for me, radio control appeared to be the closest I was ever going to get. I started 10 years ago. Um, it's been a blast. I've learned so much about aviation. We, In fact, I now teach at our youth aviation summer camp. The fundamentals of, of flight are every bit in play with RC as they are in real air aircraft so there's a very satisfying aspect to just knowing that you're in control and you're doing things the way you need to do it. A little tidbit is I started when I was seven my brother went off into the Navy and um, lo and behold in college I was flying RC planes and I actually uh, got my private pilot's license in 1971 and I went on and got commercial and instructor and fixed wing and helicopter and aerobatic and owned an aerobatic airplane so Models aren't toys, they're actually small renditions of a full-size aircraft, and you get a lot of excitement from, from that aircraft. And so um, I was able to fly full-size and enjoy hobbies. So now I'm retired, and uh, I continue to fly models and enjoy it very much. That's all I have time for today, but if you want to learn more about these topics, I encourage you to tune in to my full-length program on Southern Oregon PBS. We'll be airing an episode all about Paisley and the Pioneer Saloon tomorrow, Saturday, August 5th at 7 p.m., and the RC Air Show will follow in the near future. You can also find us at sopbs.org slash us as we are. Thanks for listening. I've been Keegan Van Hook from Southern Oregon PBS.